overpowered teenagers, dastardly villains with murder complexes, and enough overdrawn breasts to fill Mineta Spank Bank. We watch My Hero Academia, and we're here to once again answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, an unbreakable crimson hero, PJ. And me, anytime I exert any sort of effort, I become brain dead, Skylar. And joining us today once again is our friend and brand new UA student, Beck. I set all the curves. You've got the curse of curves. Because of math? Yeah, like the math the is my curse. It was funny. It was just, it was funny. Right, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in case you forgot, it is redo month where we are redoing our first three episodes and revisiting a lost one. And today we are having Beck watch My Hero Academia as we continue our way down memory lane. Well, Beck, why don't you tell me, based on that name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? So I think this is uh, going to be a team of really smart superheroes or crime fighters and but by day they're like highly achieving students so you've got like a mathlete and you've got a model un kid and maybe like a debate team and a robotics club and so they're like heroes but also academically successful and like would their powers like tie into like their academics like the debate kid can like make things, make people do what he wants or stuff like that. 100%. Yeah. So they would have the power of persuasion. And then like the robotics kid would like have his robots do things or her robots. And then the model UN person is just really good at diplomacy. And, and the mathlete, I don't know, calculates things. Math wasn't my strong suit. Mine either. <laughs> they do whatever the fuck math people do. Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> uh well once you saw the poster did your thoughts change at all um yeah so this is the x-men just a hundred percent this looks like the x-men so i think this is a bunch of heroes or maybe crime fighters but they're all mutants and probably like really smart too just because you know the the academia 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 <laughs> what do we academia. want it to be academia academia Academy, Academy, yeah. So they're probably really smart. So this is like Charles Xavier's Academia, Academia of gifted <laughs> heroes. I, uh, I, <laughs> Academia. I don't, don't at me, fans of the show. I don't know a ton about uh, X Men from the comics, just the movies. So going forward, if I say things that are incorrect, it's uh, it's because I only watch the movies. That's fair. Well, let's kind of talk about these characters. There's a lot of them. So I don't expect you to have like 12 page thesis on every character. Well, I do. But well, that's fine if you do. But if you <laughs> just at the very minimum want to give me like a little bit of a vibe and what power you think they have, that's more than enough. And if you've got more, I'll take it. Got it. So why don't we start kind of going clockwise, but not in the dead center. Why don't we start with the boy in the white suit seeming running okay so uh you said boy i call him black hair with glasses teacher so this is one of the teachers of the school and he's like the hot cool teacher who goes on the excursions with them and i think his power is super speed because he looks like he's running gotcha gotcha the one with red and white hair i called him white red ice guy um and so this is Iceman, or maybe like oh Iceman emma frost combo because he can turn his body into ice so he has the freezing power of Iceman and the changing the body into ice of emma frost but uh not diamonds and i think he's probably green hair in the middle's like hot friend I mean, they're all their hot friends. But also, they're children. Maybe not all. (laughs) What about the scared purple outfitted one? Purple hair kid. This is the youngest kid, but I think he's like super smart and also afraid of everything. And why is he afraid? Because his superpower besides his brain is shooting giant gumballs, giant purple gumballs. Pretty close. Oh, <laughs> what about oh this girl in green with the long tongue? You mean you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? That one's the anime version of Toad from X Men, and they found her in biology club, and she they can talk. Found her, yeah, they found her. So like, cause cause we're still going off that these are all kids, highly achieving academic kids who are mutants. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, they rescued her because she was about to be dissected. That's also what I got by they found her. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I was just thinking she's, like, 
really highly achieving in biology club because she can talk to amphibians and reptiles um, because I want her to be like toad and frog. So both. And she can stick to walls and obviously has a a tongue that acts in a frog like manner. All right. All right. We're going to skip over our center uh, focal point here and move over to this blonde one with a sinister look on his face. Yeah, so he's like mischievous and malevolent looking to me. So I think he's the, I don't don't know the X-Men equivalent, the Draco Malfoy of the group. So he's like, he's like uh, jealous of green hair middle guy and he wants to be the best. And so he's always getting in the way. And I think he manipulates electronics and maybe controls robots with his robot arms because he looks like to me that he has some kind of robotic fists so they found him in robotics club he's the robotics club yeah yeah. we have a robotics club boy and then uh this girl in pink i can't really tell what she does so she's the cute one um and green hair guy has a crush on this cute one so i think because of those cuffs around her wrists i think that she shoots sonic booms at people because those look like they could hold some kind of something and so um she's probably fun and funny and you know the love interest not i don't want to say that the toad girl couldn't be the love interest but just based on my limited anime experience i'm gonna say it's probably brown hair girl not toad girl okay all right all right and then this red haired one with his chest bared so he looks kind of volatile to me and hot-headed like rambo type so i think he's kind of a berserker of the of the group so he kind of goes really crazy and off the deep end and just like rushes everybody that's his power it's just like pcp as a power <laughs> <laughs> which i'm not saying it's not this character but there is a character that's kind of like that in this anime and then let's move to the blonde figure in the back um so big guy in back so he's the head of the school he's the established hero and he seeks out the other heroes to train um i think that he probably has super strength um and maybe he has is the one who seeks out the other mutants like he knows how to find them because he's our charles xavier but like much beefier and and brawnier and not in a wheelchair and not in a wheelchair that I can tell. I was about to say, we don't fully know that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, our focal point, this boy in green. He is our main character, obviously. He's the hero whose story we're following. He's the new kid at the Hero Academy. He was probably plucked from Model UN. And then <laughs> they found him for the School for Gifted Heroes. <laughs> And uh, I think he has telekinesis because he's like, he doesn't have any sort of weapons or, or anything on him, but he looks like he's reaching forward. So I think that he he grabs things with his mind. Um, I think he's probably pretty funny and we're introduced to this world through him. Kind of like the, you know, Harry Potter, like, oh, we're all finding out about it together. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I think that, uh, like I said, I think that his best friend is cute ice guy and his he has a crush on brown hair girl. Awesome. I like all of these powers. I'd say about 40 to 50% of them are spot on to what? exactly the power they have. Specifically, wow. like, specifically one for sure. Yes. <laughs> the frog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The frog's pretty on the nose. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see how much of this, you know, my Charles Xavier Academia for the young and gifted. With some Harry Potter comes to fruition i mean it's all the same basic premise right yeah the hero academia's journey yeah originally I mean, <laughs> my introduction was i'm linda carter the principal of sky high so yeah. <laughs> all right so yeah we'll take a quick break and watch episodes one and two of my hero academia and not meet most any of these characters and we'll be right back so stay tuned For decades, Quirk's Warehouse has been helping those afflicted by Quirk mutations like the way they look. Were you born with the body of an orca, but still want to make a good first impression on your date? Do you have several fleshy appendages flanking your back, but still want to nail that first interview? Is your body made of pure smoke, nearly impossible to contain, but your wedding is in three weeks? Quirk's Warehouse knows that quality comfort, and ability to form to any deeply mutated body are what our customers are looking for. Quirk's Warehouse. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. (laughs) 
All right, we're back. We watched episodes one and two of My Hero Academia. Back, tell me after all of that, what do you think? Yeah, so like you said before we watched the episodes, uh, I don't actually feel like I know what the show's about yet. It uh, We met some of the characters on the poster, mainly three of the characters on the poster. And then right at the end of episode two, he says like, and that's this is the story of how we do the rest of it yeah. and so um <laughs> how we do the rest of it and so i i sort of think that there's a lot more that i have to learn especially regarding the characters we talked about but i liked it i thought it was interesting i felt feelings i like the animation so, I mean, it's something that I've brought up before, which is, you know, there's the generally accepted rule for anime is the three episode rule. Uh, and we just spit in spit in its face by only doing two episodes. <laughs> and this is really one of those that I feel like the third episode is so important to the extent that when we did this originally in episode two, we didn't even have Casey watch episode two. We had to watch episodes one and three. Yep. <laughs> But we've got a format here, and I'm very interested to see your thoughts based on just these two episodes, honestly, because it is, it gives you like, it's definitely a good setup, but it's like, wow, you really don't see exactly where this is going. But let's see kind of where we started before we see where we're going by doing some housekeeping. So My Hero Academia is based on the manga by Kohei Horikoshi, published in Weekly Shonen Jump since July of 2014 and ongoing to this day, with a current total of 32 volumes. There are also three spin-off manga, My Hero Academia Smash, a chibi spin-off, Vigilantes, a series set in the past following unsanctioned heroes in the world, and Team-Up Missions, which has a cast going on, well, Team-Up Missions. The anime was directed by Kenji Nagasaki and is currently directed by Masahiro Mukai, with animation from Studio Bones produced for JNN and Nippon TV from April 2016 and ongoing to this day. The series currently has 113 episodes, with Season 5 having just ended. There are also 5 OVAs, 2 musicals, a light novel, 4 video games, 3 anime films, the most recent of which just released in America and Skylar and I saw it in theaters like a week ago, and a potential upcoming live-action film produced by Legendary Entertainment it though we'll see how far that goes yeah i saw spencer in the theater yesterday and i saw that there were times for my hero academia and i was like what movies oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's honestly a really cute romantic uh comedy road trip <laughs> my, movie my favorite rom-com anime <laughs> ever i guess well with all of that let's jump in episode one and two some time ago a younger izuku midoriya stands up to katsuki bakugo in order to defend another child from being bullied katsuki doesn't take deku seriously and mocks him for being quirkless and attempting to play hero back to present time a now 14 year old izuku watches his heroes battle an enormous villain we get a flashback to one day long ago in Qingxin City, China. A luminescent baby was born with a unique power. Then, as time passed, a similar phenomenon happened all over the world, and soon, the majority of the population had obtained superhuman powers known as quirks. Due to that, people were able to pursue heroism as a profession. As Backdraft keeps citizens at a safe distance, Kamui Woods battles a gigantic criminal. However, Mount Lady shows up and defeats him. Several people start photographing the heroine as she declares that today is her debut and asks for the rest to be left up to her. Izuku starts rapidly taking notes about Mount Lady's quirk, gigantification. A man wonders if he's aiming to be a hero, wishing him good luck, to which Izuku happily answers that he'll do his best. At Aldera Junior High, a teacher lectures a class about uh, considering their futures, and Katsuki tells the teacher not to group him in with everyone else because he's far superior. Fucking asshole. His classmates yell at him for that, but Katsuki tells him to shut up and they remember he's aiming for UA High School. As the students comment about the difficulty of the exam, and the teacher mentions that Izuku also wants to go to UA. The whole class then turns to face him and an erupt in laughter moments later. Izuku attempts to defend himself, but Katsuki aims an explosion at him, saying that Izuku shouldn't put himself on the same level as him since he's quirkless. Izuku explains that he's not trying to compete with Katsuki and is only trying to follow his dreams. Elsewhere, a villain with a fluid, slime-like body is on the loose. As a crowd nearby watches him run away, a person comments that there is no end to villains. So a man then answers that there is indeed an end to them because he is there. Back at Izuku's middle school, he picks up his notebook while reading about the incident on his phone, but as he gets ready to get home, Katsuki approaches, exploding the notebook with his quirk. He then throws it out the window and tells Izuku, who does not reply to his taunts, to give up on Yue and just kill himself. As Izuku picks up his notebook, (laughs) he remembers an incident from his childhood, watching a video of All Might making his debut as a hero, saving over 100 people. Izuku says he wants to be just like him, but is later told by a doctor to give up, as he has two joints in his peaky toe, which is a sign that you are quirkless. Later that day, Izuku watches the video again, crying, and asks his mother if he could still be a hero like All Might, to which he starts crying and apologizes. Back to the present time, Izuku is attacked by the runaway slime-like villain shown before while walking home. Suddenly, All Might appears and uses Texas Smash against 
against the villain. A powerful wind pressure move that defeats the villain. Izuku vaguely sees All Might and faints shortly thereafter. Once he wakes up, he's shocked to see his idol right in front of him. He asks for his autograph, but sees it's already in his notebook. After seeing Izuku is safe, All Might starts leaving with the villain in his custody, but Izuku grabs onto his leg and ends up flying with him. When All Might realizes, he tells Deku to let go, to which he points out if he let go, he would die. All Might safely lands on a rooftop for Izuku to get off, and All Might starts to bleed from his mouth and gets worried due to it. Izuku asks a man if someone who doesn't have a quirk could also be a hero like him. Near Tatooine Station, Katsuki's friends comment that he may have gone too far by bullying Izuku this time, to which he replies, it's Deku's fault and he needs to learn how the world works. While they're talking, Katsuki is attacked by the same sludge villain that had attacked Izuku. As he explains his ambitions, All Might reaches his limit and transforms into a lanky human. Izuku is shocked to see his true form and All Might explains his transformation by showing the boy a wound he got from five years prior, and gives the boy a lecture about the responsibility of being a pro hero, who must always be ready to risk his or her life. So you cannot tell Izuku he can do it even while being quirkless. As he takes the stairs down the rooftop, he notices that the villain he had captured is missing and there are explosions in another area of the city. At the scene of the explosion, Death Arms and other heroes are trying to fight the sludge villain while attempting to take Katsuki's body back, but to no avail. All Might watches, scolding himself for wasting time and now being unable to fight. Izuku thinks about All Might's words while walking down the street, and as he notices the scene in front of him, he realizes it is his fault for distracting All Might and begins to parade himself. However, after realizing the villain has Katsuki hostage, an erratic Izuku rushes to his rescue while All Might is stunned at this as the other heroes attempt to stop him. Izuku remembers his notes and strikes the sludge villain with his bag, giving him an opening to get close to Katsuki. As Izuku desperately tries to help, Katsuki asks why he's there, and he answers that it is because Katsuki's eyes were pleading for help, and he couldn't bear to watch him die. The sludge villain recovers and attempts to attack him, but All Might protects him. All Might admits he scolded the boy for something he hadn't done himself, risk his life in order to save other people. Inspired by Izuku's bravery, All Might uses his great strength to destroy the sludge villain with a Detroit smash while freeing Katsuki at the same time. Later that day, Katsuki confronts Izuku and tells him that he never asked to be saved and that Izuku shouldn't look down on him. Then, All Might meets up with him again and says that, the, that he had made the difference in the previous situation despite being quirkless, and that he did the same thing other pro heroes have done before, moving before he could even think in order to save another person. At last, All Might tells a crying Izuku that he too can become a hero. And that's episodes one and two of My Hero Academia. Yeah, a lot happened in those first two. And you still miss so much. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, I mean, it's ex- it's exposition. You know, you need to really get a grasp of the world they're setting up because it is, you know, its own unique world. It's not like when you're watching like X-Men and you're like, yeah, you kind of know how Marvel comics, how the Marvel world works and stuff, you know? Well, and I was so surprised to find out that um, the norm is having these quirks. I expected it to be more like X-Men where it's a small percentage of the population and they're kind of ostracized, but then they help everyone. But no, in in this world, it's the, I think they said 80% of the world is quirkful and Mm -hmm. then 20% is quirkless. So that's really interesting. And I, and I really appreciated that uh, the government pays the heroes because I, you always wonder that when you watch any kind of superhero thing, you're like, who, who is funding this? Where do they get the money? Like the government. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because like they need permits and licenses and they do internships and like the bureaucracy is really there. I mean, a big point of the series as we go on, and I'm talking like later, later, like it's barely kind of being touched on in the anime now, but I'm very caught up on the manga and <laughs> it's gone pretty, pretty fucking crazy if you're, if you're a listener that is also caught up, is the fact that like it also kind of makes it into a thing though where people are heroes for the money and for the fame and recognition, mm. you know, which is like its own conversation, but it's not really the conversation we're having at this point in the anime. You know, this is very much like Izuku is really just like a pure-hearted kid. He wants to do right by the world. He's always wanted to be good and wanted to help, and he just doesn't have what everyone considers the necessary tools to get there until All Might sees that in him. And I don't know. I love that conceptually. Yeah. I I have a question because... um... I don't want I don't haven't watched enough anime to understand what's like a play on anime and what's just part of anime but um all of the moves in this are really funny like Texas Smash and Detroit Smash and I think Lacquered Chain Prison was was uh, one of Mount Lady's moves are those, those like uh, Kamui Woods move are oh okay are they making fun of like you know moon prism power or is this like these are no, serious it's just it's it's serious every hero because again you have to remember uh, as part of this world has hero heroism being its own job mm-hmm. there's also like you're kind of 
also paid I'm, I'm imagine almost like a sports star you're paid based on how popular you are sure so you want the catchphrases yeah it's yeah. a commodity and okay so like you want to you want to be able to have like oh yeah my power is xyz like you know lacquer chain prison and that's the thing that kids can run around and yell at each other while they're playing hero and playing as you and you know it it's commodified in a way Okay. Wasn't wasn't so much into nice to meet your ass acquaintance. That one needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. <laughs> it's it's her it's her one. debut, you know. She she's got some time to work on it. A lot of the female heroes do over-sexualize themselves because of the popularity aspect uh, of it. Sure. Wow, and wow. I I mean, to the extent that like I think but they're, what I do like is they're all also just some of the most insanely competent ones. Like you get like Lady Midnight is one of the professors Ugh. at the Academy and her power is very sexual based, but uh, it's also like kind of taking control of her sexuality because essentially the more skin she exposes, she like releases a pheromone. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, it's, it is, you know, and you also have heroes that are not at all sexually based in their powers, like the Toad, <laughs> not very sexual, what? Um, yeah. you know, but. <laughs> the most popular ones tend to be the sexualized ones, just like the most popular males tend to be the most like action oriented. Cause everyone, cause out of the 80% of people that have quirks, not everyone's a hero. I mean, some people have a quirk that's just like, I have a little bird that expresses my emotions. Shut up, PJ. Love him. Oh, no. He's he's best boy. You don't meet him at any point anywhere here. But, you know, not everyone has, like, these, like, intense powers. Like Some of them are very inconvenient to them. There are people who have very inconvenient powers, like, little things. And, I mean, that's also a part of it. You know, there's a big thing about, like... And it happens in X-Men, too, if you're into X-Men comics. Not everyone has you know, X gene powers that are super beneficial to them. Some of them, you know, kind of ruin their lives. And that's a big point in, I think it's X-Men 3 when, or it might not be X-Men 3, but it's when Storm is like to Rogue being like, hey, like, don't like give up on your powers. Like they're beautiful. And she's like, yeah, it must be easy for you to say when you're the fucking goddess of weather, I can't touch anyone without them dying. Yeah, I wouldn't want Rogue's powers, not in a million years. No, thank you. Well, and it didn't sound like um, his mom had, his mom said she has telekinesis and the dad breathes fire. And it didn't sound like they use those powers as heroes. It sounded like they just live their normal lives, but have those. Yeah, like she has like enough telekinesis to like bring like her coffee cup to her, like, but not enough to like, you know, stop a building from falling with her mind or anything, you know. It is really funny that you said telekinesis for his powers when that's like his mom. Uh, Yeah, you were kind of right genetically, even though it didn't actually make (laughs) it to him genetically because, you know, he has that extra joint in his pinky toe. Damn pinky toe. Evolution. (sighs) Which, I mean, it makes sense because we. You know, if you ever speak to like an evolutionary biologist, one of the things they say is like, if we make it longer as a species, we'll probably evolve out of having pinky toes. Yeah, I have a really small pinky toe, so I'm like just kind of advanced. You're peak, peak human. You are <laughs> mm-hmm. Homo superior. Yeah, terrible knees, but no, no, no. <laughs> That's your quirk. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. Terrible knees. <laughs> But, you know, uh, it makes sense. And I'm sure that, you know, that's probably where he got it from was that he had read somewhere, you know, the the mangaka, that we would eventually evolve out of having peaky toes. And he's like, well, if you're at the point where you're evolving a quirk, you've also evolved out of starting. You're starting to get stop having peaky toes. Yeah, I like perfect. it. That's funny. Um, I loved Mount Lady besides the ass acquaintance. Absolutely <laughs> loved her. The ass acquaintance is fucking funny, though. <laughs> It's amazing. I love She's it. She's a giant, and she also like you know used her giantness to protect people. She didn't have to smash. She also has limitations because of the one way street, which really got me. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so and then when you start getting to All Might, obviously biggest hero in the world. Yeah, at least he's in like Japan, Thor but he's pretty- and Cap. And the reason that all of his attacks are like Texas and Detroit and all that is because. He is Japanese, but he became a big hero. Like he did his like his interning in, Uni- in the United States, and he's a oh, very United funny. States based hero. Okay, 
you know, I love All Might. I love that he saves with a smile. His sickly, skinny form is so heartbreaking. And, and it's very once you, terrifying. And <laughs> once, yeah, really scary to look at. But also just like once you know that he's injured when he first starts kind of having blood drip from his mouth and you're like, oh, that's no good. And then also once you learn about his skinny form, just that he keeps going with the smile on his face and you can kind of see the like that at one point he kind of hesitates and steps back a little bit. And I was like, oh, man, this is heartbreaking. This is like this is such a an intense look into a hero so early on in the show and what they go through. Yeah, I mean, and all my more so than anybody because all my literally made it his like life's mission to be the symbol of hope and peace for people like he was like i am gonna be the person that is always smiling always the one people can look to so like he really i mean clearly has put himself on the line in more ways than he can really recount i also thought some of the villains were pretty gross just like solidly gross villains the uzi guy who takes over your body hentai guy yeah um, <laughs> um he was pretty gross and and i was like oh is he actually gonna succeed and take over the bakugo draco malfoy guy like and then we'll see what happens when that he's a villain like or he is this oozy guy with the kid inside i don't know i was glad that it didn't go that way but i was pretty worried there for a second what is deku so deku um is like <laughs> Like, do you mean like in terms of like what does it mean? Yeah, they just the the like mean kids called him that, and it's obviously not his name anywhere. So I just I didn't know what it meant. Um, so Deku is essentially like uh, well, it refers to like like a wooden doll in Japan. Like I only know that because um, like the wooden tree people in Legend of Zelda are also called Deku. Hmm. But in Japan, it's also because, like, it's a wooden doll. It also essentially means, like, blockhead, like, or, like, dummy. Because, mm. like, you're as useful as, like, a wooden doll. A wooden doll. Okay. So it's pretty much, like, being, like, you're useless. Okay. So, like, spoiler, not spoiler, because this is, like, the point of the series, obviously, is we're going to get going. But, like, I'm actually curious, before I go into it, based on these choices, where do you think this show is going to go? Gosh, okay. I kind of am of two minds. They think he's too old to have a quirk show up. My first thought was like, oh, he's just a little late. Like, he'll develop late. He'll have a quirk later. And then, like, that'll be so wonderful. He'll join um, Hero Academy and, and get to do it. But kind of after I got through the second episode, I wondered if it's more like he showed such bravery that they're going to let him become a hero without a quirk and and like they kept focusing on his feet like a whole bunch of the animation would like show his shoes show his feet that it would the camera you know camera for all intents and purposes would pan down to his shoes and so i thought like maybe this is showing us like oh because of his feet because of his quirklessness he is not going to get powers and and we'll get to see his working through the academy without a quirk and that's kind of where i landed okay i really like that yeah i mean what I wish this did a better job of setting up is that that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> so, like, obviously, we'll show you a little bit more of the context. And I'm really only saying this because it's, like, the whole crux of the show. Sure. Like, we're going to get into context, and every clip will have to do with the fact that this has happened. He gets powers. Okay. All right. So that was what I initially He's had assumed. given but powers. He is given oh. powers. You find oh. out that All Might essentially has a power that can be passed on to somebody. Mm. Uh, and, and like, it's generational. It's generational. And essentially, because of his heroic act, All Might deems Deku his successor. Does All Might get to keep powers? Or is it like, once you give them, you don't have them anymore? Or is it like, he still also has powers? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we'll see how that leads down. But I say that just because, you know, it is really important to the story, but also because I'm curious, based on kind of what you saw, do you feel like that kind of takes away from what you saw? Or do you feel like, oh, it's still going to be about like learning these things and developing these? No, I don't think so. Because um, what I the vibe I really got from 
Izuku was like Captain America First Avenger, where it was like the strength he has and the power he has physically isn't the important part. Um, it's like, you know, what's inside. And so Captain America didn't have his like big beautiful body when he started. It was his uh it was his mind. personality and his mind and his heart. And he's given powers. So I, you know, I would never say anything bad about Captain America. So how could I ever say anything bad about Izuku? <laughs> and honestly, that's a really apt comparison because I think that is pretty much it. It is the fact that you're going to give these powers to someone who's really deserving of them type of mm-hmm. thing. That makes sense. That's lovely. It's not It's not a fun ride for him. Like, oh, he has it's to not like he so doesn't hard. just super soldier serum and get good. It's it's like, all right. <laughs> his, basically, his body is too weak for the powers. Oh, no. So, like, you got to go through all that. <laughs> and, I mean, you get Jeez. a lot. The powers really develop and grow as a series. Mm-hmm goes and i mean the show just does a really good job of building out its characters like obviously as we talked about you don't really meet anyone besides bakugo deku Mm -hmm. and all might and i i mean i guess also spoiler he ends up taking the hero name deku oh okay uh so that's why i keep being like yeah he's reclaiming it for himself he's taking it back you know But, you know, Deku and Bakugo and All Might, you saw in the poster, you don't see any of the, of the other kids here. But every no. one of them, I feel, is really fleshed out. What it's Something I really love yeah. about the show is just how developed every character is, including, like, the villains. Once you start getting to villains, mm-hmm. um, some of the villains are some of my favorite characters in this show. And where they're headed, that's this famed UA that Bakugo's yeah. trying to okay. yeah. and And the UA trains villains also? No. Like, uh, it's okay. just heroes. Okay. They're are just villains because you know heroes and villains sure sure <laughs> and it is very i will say uh, to your x-men comparison it is very much the if all might is your xavier there is a magneto oh, with his okay. you know brotherhood of evil mutants ass out there interesting and there are plenty of humans who are like this is unnatural fuck everyone with a quirk so they're just jealous <laughs> fucking weak Beck could say that Beck could say that because she has her quirk of bad knees because I've got my quirk yeah my bad knees <laughs> <laughs> but going so kind of though going through this episode a few things I did want to touch on are Bakugo and it's so hard because I sometimes forget how shitty he was at the beginning I'm not saying he gets like infinitely better I mean eventually <laughs> he kind of does but like he's still so fucking annoying he's like a dick but he's like not asking Deku to fucking kill himself yeah, I was not a fan. I was like, I forgot you were this bad. Yeah, also, fuck that teacher. Like, he did not step in to, Seriously. like... Seriously. I feel like he also set Deku up to get, like, mocked. He's like, oh, yeah, quirkless sure. Deku, you are also applying. Hey, everyone. Hey, everybody, the loser thinks he could do things. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hmm, natural selection in my classroom. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> Uh, I do also like the, like, you know, uh, history lesson we get on kind of the quirks historically. Yeah, you know, the, that was useful. The glowing baby. Mm-hmm. Ooh, did you like the whole Tatooine station thing? I did. I did. I made note of it. So, yeah, our uh, mangaka Horikoshi is a, is a huge nerd, if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> uh, he loves, loves, loves Western media. He loves Star Wars. And it keeps coming up. Like, there's a lot of little, little Star Wars references throughout the okay. show. You uh, know, I was sitting here wondering, like, okay, did George Lucas steal Tatooine from a Japanese thing? And then, like, this is bringing that back, or are they stealing from Tatooine? I didn't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely him being like, cut Tatooine. (laughs) Get it. But, you know, Horikoshi is a huge comic fan, obviously, especially, like, you know, American superhero comics. You know, his favorite being Spider-Man, but he also loves the X-Men, you know, obviously. And also, Spider-Man, honestly, obviously, once you start getting further into the series... You're like, yeah, no, Spider-Man's a big influence here. Especially, (laughs) he's a big fan of the Raimi movies. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw um, the hero backdraft has those, like, X-shaped 
bars that reach out when he's protecting people, like being his own crime scene tape. And I was like, well, those are just X-Men logos. Like, that's just it. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, and we get a lot of very interesting heroes like Backdraft, Kamui Woods, Mount Lady, Death Arms. Best Genus. Did we get Best Genus in these two episodes? I don't think we did. I don't think so. But I think we should always bring up Best Genus. So Best Genus is, uh, I think, one of my favorite heroes. And we might just have to pull up a Best Genus clip after this just to show you. But Best Genus uh, can control threads in clothing. Just threads in general. Yeah. So he, he, you know, can make them super hard and subdues people with them and can use them as weapons and stuff. But he wears full on Canadian tuxedo, like head to toe <laughs> jeans. And even he has like, uh, like, uh, I wouldn't even call it a turtleneck. I would maybe call it a turtleneck because it goes up to like his nose. That yeah, is also like his jeans. Nose. Like he has There's full, a belt over his nose. Full jeans huh. situation. And his wow. name is Best Genist. <laughs> I was picturing like G E N E, like jeans. Like, gene- like best geneticist. Yeah. Not jeans, like <laughs> no. denim. The pants. Old Canadian name. tuxedo situation going on with best genus. Wow. And yeah, so like you, you meet a lot of very interesting heroes. You meet a lot of very interesting villains. But in this two episodes, you also kind of get something that I really I feel like is like, you know, setting things up for the future a little bit. Even to this point, I still wouldn't have seen that if had I not been caught up on the manga. Is when like all of the people start getting, all of the heroes start getting really mad at Deku for rushing in to save Bakugo. Mm-hmm. But they praise Bakugo for like surviving. And it's like, but he uh, literally wouldn't have, or like for fighting survived. back. And I, you know, it is like this. I don't know. I mean, understandably to Double an extent, standard. but it's like looking down on people that are quirkless because they're like, what What did you think you were going to do out there? But you, congrats on trying to fight back. I know we didn't do anything to help you, but congrats. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and he, yeah, he got total scolding from the, from the quirked heroes and who were doing nothing. And yeah, like it's almost like, you know, when Bakugo said, like, you might as well just kill yourself or whatever. That's like the message that they're giving him. Like, if you're quirkless, don't even bother. Get out of here. But he was the one who gave them a chance. He did his uh, Captain America jumping on the grenade. Yeah. Moment. And he was so brave. I I um, 100% cried both episodes. Oh, um, I love that. The first one when... After the doctor says, like, yeah, no, he's not going to have a quirk, and he's watching the video again, and he turns around, and his eyes are welled up. It wasn't his mom's response. It was just the, like, his eyes welled up, and I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. I'm done. And the second one was at the end when he said, you know, he wished his mom would have said, you know, yes, there is a chance you could be a hero. And I was like, wow, both. End of both episodes. Just absolutely (laughs) weeping here. Because, like, I mean, A, yeah, that moment with crying little Deku is so heartbreaking. Because, you know, you obviously have the context of him watching that clip and being like, I want to be a hero. And then him rewatching it and just being like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why can't I be yeah. this? I can never do this. And, then, well, and also just asking his mom. And like, I get it. His mom's like trying to like have him set his expectations. Right. Because, again, there sure. is that expectation that if you don't have a quirk like sucks to be you. But like, I agree with him. Like she could have still like fanned the dreams in his heart type of thing. You know, yeah, the quirk yeah. isn't what makes you special. It's you that makes you special. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe that's American nonsense, you know? <laughs> well, kind of going off like what you were saying earlier, too, is like his quirk without like the powers and stuff is basically like how resourceful he is and like how much knowledge he crams and is able to like use everything he, you know, gains knowledge wise to like approach everything. And like you don't need powers for that. You're already right. so useful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right. That's, that's a power in and of itself. Uh, you know in the like oh yeah things are powers but like obviously not a quirk but like he is so knowledgeable in that early setup period of this show while he's still figuring out his powers and stuff his knowledge of other people's powers and how powers work and just his knowledge of quirks and heroes and villains and stuff is so beneficial when he grabbed on to All Might and he was like your fanaticism is too much (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean yeah he's like the biggest fanboy he really is which is saying a lot for the world's biggest hero for him to be like, you're a bit much there, buddy. <laughs> this is too much. I also loved like every time that or the two times that we kind of saw the either All Might was a, a little guy that was going to be a big guy. Both times he was like grocery shopping. And the second time he had to like drop his groceries on the ground. And I was like, this poor guy's trying to live his regular life. And then there <laughs> keep being these villains. And these villains are huge. I can't imagine living in a world where you have 
that often giant monsters, you know, destroying things, blowing things up. You know, like, there really has to be, you know how, like, Disney has a 20-minute walk time? Mm -hmm. There has to be, like, some forgiveness, like, placed in work if you're late because a villain destroyed the subway or something. Yeah, and an entire separate city budget for, like, rebuilding office buildings that are destroyed by Honestly, there's... It's very possible someone has, like, a quirk where they could just, like, fix things really fast, and they're being paid for that, I'm sure. That would be good. That's ideal. So in Hero Society, you have a lot of different types of heroes, because obviously not everyone's going to be, like, just, like, out there punching. Like, there are support heroes. You know, it's kind of, like, even even so much as, like, there's people who, like, go to hero school to, like, learn to be, like, hero accountants and stuff like yeah. that. You'd need it, especially if this is government funded. Mm-hmm. Like, it's every part of it is important. Like, not everyone, even at UA High School, not everyone is there to be a hero. People are there to be a part of hero society. I see. And and I guess that's the difference between a society where, like, in X-Men, mutants are a minority and, like, half the government doesn't want them to exist at all versus a society like this where quirk is the norm and society embraces it and it hires them and, and builds into the structure of their community that they're going to be heroes yeah it it really kind of just reshapes how everything works it really does suck that like some people could get super strength and then some people would end up being a slime monster who has to feed on people like that's not what you want see i just feel bad for like parents Mm, uh with mm -hmm. like with children that have like really weird scary kind of quirks like one of the students what she's just invisible that's her whole quirk like imagine always invisible always like imagine having a baby and it's just always invisible i know i gave birth like it is here somewhere (laughs) (laughs) like Uh, you just see her like the way you see her is just like floating clothes Oh, that's good. You know, sometimes invisible people, the clothes are invisible too. So that's a nice, a nice workaround there. Uh, and like, uh, but you know, a big thing that comes in this show too, and it happens in X Men sometimes, is that like sometimes you have no choice but to be a hero, a villain because of your quirk type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, a big point that ends up coming up in both shows is like, no, like you can make what you want with it. Like, you know, super scary sludge guy could be like, sludge or the hero that like takes over <laughs> villains and stuff he's a he just defaults to being like a not scary farm scare actor <laughs> <laughs> or like uh the fudge character in uh, Candyland. yeah Ooh. uh one of my favorite things in this is that uh because obviously there's like popularity rankings and popularity polls there is a separate ranking for uh, most popular heroes who look like villains <laughs> I love that. Uh, because there's heroes King that... Orca. Oh, Gang Orca. And there it's this guy who... <laughs> Gang Orca. He's huge, looks, dresses like a mafia boss, and has an orca, he- orca head for a head. Oh. And his name is Gang Orca. And there's, like, these, like, super scary-looking people that are still heroes. But, you know, like, theoretically, they could have been villains because they have, like, these weird quirks and stuff like that, but they didn't. And so, like, it kind of throws a lot of arguments out the window. That's funny. You know, and even in, like, the movie that we just watched, like, the guy's, like, he's like, yeah, I had to be, my life sucks because of my quirk. And Deku's like, you're just, you just didn't try. You could have just tried to use your quirk for good or even just learn how to use it and you're just a coward right. who gave up so don't don't use that as an excuse <laughs> honestly yeah when he gave his motivation i was like oh this is like naruto on the swing bullshit like okay this is so it was it really made the character super lame i hate it it was yeah. stupid and gross <laughs> bad writing isn't there a mafia shark head character in something probably are you just thinking of King Shark from, like, DC? Yeah, that's probably it. That's why I said King Orca earlier, <laughs> I mean, you gotta think, you know, sharks are, you know, you get things like lone sharks and stuff. But, like, you know, if you watch, like, Shark Tale, that, the, the, the shark in that is kind of, the main shark in that is kind of, like, a little mafia-y. Mm-hmm. Mafia yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Totally. I was. I actually uh, recently saw an article about uh, asking if Shark Tale is offensive to Italian Americans because of the mafia-ish represent. Hmm. Interesting. I like that we're questioning that. Yeah. What was the 
solution? Did they did they have an opinion one way or the other? No, because it was more like just say like, well, we leave it to you to decide, and it's up to you if you find it offensive or not. It was a think piece. <laughs> I can't speak for Italian Americans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all of that said, obviously we had a very like you know dense two episodes with obviously like a lot happening and we even talked about a lot of stuff that also didn't happen in those two episodes but outside of that you know what did happen in those two episodes was this intro and outro so why don't we talk about the music of my hero academia the opening song is the day by porno graffiti no what I can't control what these bands are named back. <laughs> you know, uh, it's the band My is called Porno Graffiti. <laughs> this episode is just Beck responding to adult themes. <laughs> I was promised cartoons. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny because I, I, I noticed it because I was like, you know, I was watching the OP like for it. But you know, it is interesting because it does at some point in the OP say like, oh, you know, this this song is this. And it was interesting just saying porno graffiti <laughs> in the intro <laughs> credits. But outside of the name, what did you think of that opening song? I really liked it. I think it fit well with the show. It's high energy. It's rocky. I'll just tell you the things I wrote down. Rock music. Boy Meets World intro? Sounds like early, no doubt. <laughs> Those are the things I wrote down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was a really ro- roller coaster ride with porn graffiti in me. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked the song. I mean, I've obviously, you know, like most anime, get a lot of OPs as it goes on because, you know, we're on, you know, just finishing season five. And this is definitely not the best one, but it's definitely still out there as one of the higher ones. I, I think back on it fondly. And when I listened to it at the start of this, I was like, oh yeah i forgot about this intro this intro is really good it's funny because they show a lot of the characters we haven't met yet in the intro and at the end there's like a you know a class photo of a lot of the heroes and i was like oh man that could have been what they asked me to list everybody for at the beginning that would have been so many characters oh yeah there's even more characters in the class and that's just their class like there's obviously even more at school no it's fantastic i love it i have it on my anime weeb playlist on spotify Mm. um it's a good time it's great rock it's 100 percent great (laughs) <laughs> it's a good time good times were had who by doesn't all. love some great rock skylar <laughs> oh my gosh well uh let's talk day. about that I'm outro sorry. song so that outro song is heroes by brian the sun <laughs> S-O-N or S-U-N? Oh, interesting. Uh, What did you think of that one, Beck? I also liked it. It was a little more poppy. I wrote pop rock. I wrote down (laughs) the note I took on it is it sounds like everything on Dane's emo rock punk playlist. See, it's so funny because I feel like I have the exact opposite vibes from you. I definitely have pop punk emo rock for the intro and Mm. more early ska for the outro. I don't know that my music tastes are uh, sophisticated enough that I can identify ska, period. Well, when you say early, no doubt, that's ska. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, there you go. 
Let's say Ska is like rock with a bunch of horns. Okay, then I wholeheartedly disagree, and I, I know, think it's Pete. the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> we well, you know, agree to disagree. You know, it's fine. One of us is right. <laughs> Skylar, what did you think about it? It was great. It was a good time. Um, like, yes, it's a little bit of a come down, but it still like is upbeat and fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. Both really went well with the show. I thought. Yeah. Uh, so then let's talk about what artists we think would do a good job with these. It's time for our segment. What modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these intros and outros? Beck, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with the day? So I almost went with Rise Against, but I know I have talked about Rise Against on this show already. So I went with Coheed and Cambria for this one. Oh, Coheed. I had like an initial like, especially that intro part is very Coheed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I super I like support it. Coheed yeah. and Cambria for this. Uh, I went with The Used. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Obviously reminded me of my favorite youth song, Skylar's least favorite youth song, which are most of them. (laughs) But I only get mad about this one because it's my favorite, which is The Taste of Ink. (laughs) I don't think I know it. Good. Skylar, good. (laughs) (laughs) Skylar, who did you pick? So this really reminded me of a very specific My Chemical Romance song. From his Black Parade album, from his, from the Black Parade album, it really gave me Famous Last Word vibes, and I think his voice could do it, like, dead on, perfectly. Pretty dead on, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I actually know them. I've uh, heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of those guys before. I know them. I've, I've heard of this Black Parade. Well, then let's move to the outro song, then. Beck, who do you think could have done a good job with Heroes? Okay, again, I had lots of options. I said, is this We the Kings? And then I said no. And then I said, is this yellow card? And I said, no, I don't think so. And then I said, this is Newfound Glory. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So funny that you would mm-hmm. pick the most ska of the pop punk bands, right? Okay, well, I don't know these. I don't know these definitions. I don't know these <laughs> intricacies of this genre. <laughs> I opened up Dane's emo punk <laughs> pop Get playlist, educated. and I clicked a bunch of things, and I was like, "Not that. Not that. No, not them. Well, not, not maybe them. This oh, yeah, one. this." <laughs> I love that. Uh, I went with less than Jake. Oh, I see that too. <laughs> who I feel like unrelated. We have on some other outro been in a less than Jake newfound glory situation where we've oh, where both funny. have been p- yeah. picked. <laughs> Skylar, who would you pick? It was one of Beck's rejects. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I went with yellow card. I think they would do a really good job. Yeah, I think yellow. Yeah, card, I think it was. Yeah, all of Beck's options were good. Yeah, it was my second pick. Yeah, I think all three could totally rock this. Considering that I originally thought me and Beck were about to be like at odds on this, we all picked very similar <laughs> artists for the opening yeah. and outro. I almost picked the Crash Dummies specifically for a uh, ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Could have been. God, it wasn't. But it was The playlist I'm talking about is called Pop slash Punk slash Emo, aka I'm a Loser. <laughs> what a great name that's where i found all of my information for today <laughs> research uh, research provided today by dane <laughs> mine was from my 90s rock renaissance playlist Ooh, which i nice. branched off into yellow card speaking of dane he said when you get into this i want you to guess who my favorite character is hell yeah on this thing and i looked at it and i said is it hot ice guy and he said yes it is so first Damn it, guess dane. way to be fucking basic dane has a type dane has a type and it's got hot guys with white hair and brooding mood right he yeah. also likes gojo a lot oh uh, well Everyone, everyone likes Gojo. Like He's Gojo. hot as hell. Yeah, it took me like it took me like no time at all to look at this group of people and be like, which one would Dan yeah, like? Yesterday we saw this TikTok that was like, oh, if you know your best friend that well, which hot white haired anime character would they pick? <laughs> and I feel like Dane would be like all of these. I want all of them. Oh yes. no, isn't Sashomaru yeah. the top? Yeah, yeah, hey. he was number one. That's He's a word not I the remember. one I went with, but... <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, love, love, love how that went. And, you know, the music of this is very good. We get some even better openings and outros as the season goes on, as the series goes on. But we're not here to talk about those. We're now here to watch some additional clips and context so that Beck knows a little bit more about My Hero Academia. And we'll be right back after we see those clips to get her closing thoughts. So stay tuned. All Might is the strongest hero around. Now you too can train to become the symbol of peace by joining All Might's gym. And day in and day out as you work to clean up local beaches. 
Members of all ages are welcome. Do not research local child labor laws. You'll get swole beyond belief by eating real human hair. The power to be a hero is within you. Join All Might's gym to get a hair eatery, child labor camp, ecological cleanup project, and gym all for one low, low price. Just ask a longtime member, Matthew McConaughey. Ever since I joined the gym, I've gotten as strong as All Might, All Might, All Might. Join now. All right, we're back, and we had Beck watch some additional clips, see some additional context, some additional powers, some additional villains, some additional powerful, powerful, inspirational moments. Beck, tell me, after all of that, what do you think of my hero academia? I literally cannot believe how many heroes there are. <laughs> I mean, 80%. 80% of the world's population. Oh, my gosh. We met so many characters. And that's, like, just the students in his class for the most part. You oh saw gosh. a handful of other ones, but you just saw, like, his classmates. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things about the what we watched where it introduced a lot of the characters and their powers and things like that is that so many of the characters have limitations to their powers and also um like they can do this but it costs them this or or it only lasts for this amount of time or once they blink it does you know it's nobody seems to be all powerful uh which all powerful is boring so that's that's a really fun thing they've added here Yeah, Yeah, and you get a lot of, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the point of the students, and that's kind of, you know, when you saw the Red Ride Unbreakable, it's like they they can get their powers to be better and stronger Mm -hmm. as they train them. But even like you saw with Aizawa, right? Like what you saw and what you mentioned was that like his power can stop quirks, but like the second he blinks, it like goes away. But like, you know, the alternative then is that he's trained himself to keep his eyes open for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But like that takes a strain eventually, you know? And like that's like, an intense moment in fights in the future is like him trying to like stopping someone from having their quirk but like his eyes are slowly drying out and he's about to need to blink and he's just like what are you gonna do it's you know it adds for a lot of tension with those limitations yeah and so many characters seem to sacrifice cognition in order to have like stronger faster longer right um which is also like you know how long can you hold that up if your cognitive abilities are failing you do you even remember to that you're trying to do something like, that would be really scary. Yeah. And so with all of that, you did meet a lot of heroes. <laughs> uh, did you end up with a favorite character throughout everything? Gosh, I mean, I, we didn't get to know these characters super well in this. Um, I was uh, drawn to handsome, scruffy, black-haired teacher. Yes. Aizawa. Uh-huh. And um, I liked the vine hairs girl. Oh, from oh, yeah, class she's B. super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, I like Deku. He seems like he's classic and and great, and keeps being strong and protecting others um, at risk to himself. So and that's inspiring cool that everyone. That keeps going. Yeah, I I guess like who else? I thought uh, what was her name? Midnight, the the pheromones one. Mm-hmm. She was really cool. I thought that the guy who can copy people's powers, that seems like a really useful quirk. I love him because he's, as a character, such a total dickhead. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> but, like, in a funny way, because he's in class 1B and Deku and his friends are in class 1A. Okay. So he has, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, almost like resentment in a way. Mm-hmm. But his whole thing is always, like, we're going to make you guys look like such losers. And he just starts going on these, like, insane rants. And always his classmates just kind of, like, hit him on the head and knock him out. And they're like, we're sorry about him. <laughs> what, um, so it seemed like they fight in arenas a lot. Is this a, part of their training is it like an uh, event no, so like uh yeah the well, a lot of what you saw was from the sports festival okay uh there are different events but the biggest event is the like tournament essentially it's mm-hmm. like a fighting tournament uh in general okay. sports festivals are very like very important in japanese high school culture okay yeah competition is really big okay so yeah it's like a fun twist on that it was funny because when dane uh, aforementionedly asked me to guess who his favorite character was, I said, oh, is it the hot ice guy? And he said, oh, do you mean hot ice or that the guy is hot? And I was like, the guy is hot. <laughs> and now I see that this oh, is God. a hot ice guy. Icy hot guy, yeah. <laughs> 
The villains are freaky. Yeah, the that villains blood are girl. real wild. <laughs> Toga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised the internet Dobby definitely... wasn't on the list. Oh, wait. Dobby? Yeah, you just scrubbed through it, so he was probably on it somewhere. He wasn't, actually. Well, Dobby is super hot. I love him. And all of the characters that, that came out of that portal, you know, I don't know what their powers are, except for the guy who can make you disintegrate, I guess, but they're freaky freaky looking scary powers and these are kids i mean that's the stakes are not zero yeah, yeah for sure skylar who's your favorite character kaminari <laughs> which oh, one's that freaking, one it's the one who does uh, has the electric power but if he goes over a certain wattage he becomes stupid oh <laughs> with the red hair or orange hair the, no, yellow the, hair. the blonde one. Oh, okay the red hair's my favorite character, Kirishima, who can harden. He, uh, and they're he both had some Bakugo's best friends. I <laughs> see that's a clip I took off that I was upset I took out. The one where they rescue Bakugo. Yeah, that's a really good clip. All of that arc is really good. I mean, <laughs> it was hard not putting more into this contest because I just love this show so much. Easily in my top three anime of all time. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so good. So, okay. So, I mean, obviously, I've said what I think about this anime. Um, You know, Skylar really likes it. And so, with your favorite character in mind and all of your closing thoughts, uh, I've actually, since you do have a quirk, as we discussed earlier, right? Uh, I was wondering if you were interested in taking the entrance exam for UA High School. 100%. I mean, it sounds like I'm qualified. So typically, <laughs> yeah, so you have your quirk with your bad knees. And so typically, the entrance exam is like this cityscape, and you have to fight these giant robots, and you get a score. But um, I might know All Might and Aizawa, so I was able to pull a few strings, obviously, mm. as I tend to do on this podcast. And we have a one question uh, questionnaire to get you in to UA High School. And that question is, Beck, will you keep watching My Hero Academia? 100%. This was great. Hell yeah, of course. We love to see it. I especially love to see it because I freaking love this anime. (laughs) It's amazing. I've seen every movie and most of the anime. (laughs) You know, and I thought, you know, we watched this in Japanese, but I thought that the English dub was also great. Like those voices felt right to me. Yeah, the English dub is really good for this anime. I'm always going to be personally a subs over dubs person. And we, as a podcast, generally go subs over dubs unless mm-hmm. we feel it's uh, pertinent, like we, like we did with Adult Swim Month, as you may remember. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the English cast for this is actually really good. And I mean, I've seen a few of the movies in English just because like it's in a theater and they rarely show Japanese. Uh, but you can definitely still see the subbed in theaters, but we watch the dub. It's easier access. I like it. Definitely. Honestly, the Demon Slayer dub, trash. My hero, it is. I don't dislike everyone's voices, but I dislike a lot of them. I dislike (laughs) most of them. I like Tanjiro's voice, and I don't like anyone else. I barely like Tanjiro's voice. Anyways, the voices in My Hero Academia for like the dub, it's great. Beck said it, it fits. Yeah, they worked. Well, with all of that said, a kawaii success in the book. You love to see it continuing strong for Redo Month. And let's see if we keep that trend going next week, but we're not quite there yet. Because now it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Beck, you know the rules. Give me a song and artist for My Hero Academia. All right. Well, I am not Deku, so I do not feel like putting myself on the line. I'm going easy. I'm saying I need a hero, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> I almost feel like I don't even need to search it. It would be really weird if it didn't just exist. Just in case. Uh, of course, it's not even really a question, right? Uh, especially with some of the more intense. Almost all of them are one specific moment uh, that happens in a later season, and that's what I assume this would be. But yes, there are plenty of Classic. AMVs to "I Need a Hero" by Bonnie Tyler to "My Hero Academia." That is three points in the book. Excellent. Uh, you love to see it, of course. A phenomenal, a phenomenal. Uh, choice obviously like you know i don't even think it's i mean it's obviously like quote unquote playing it safe but like it's just a great choice why would you not go that direction yeah they even they even have it for um have you guys seen the one with kylo ren from oh, uh, oh, oh i love oh, that yeah. video uh, yeah <laughs> so we have um <laughs> yes 
is it playing 24 7 in the back of my head of course it is it was sexy as fuck yeah i don't actually uh the the rise of skywalker is not necessarily my jam but i would watch the kylo ren i need a hero anytime (laughs) rise of skywalker has a few good moments the like reaching back through history and hearing all the jedi very reminiscent of all might's little moment in this anime yeah Yeah. oh and and all might's mentor i liked her you know i don't know how well we get to know her or if she's even still alive but i liked her a lot from the clip we saw uh yeah no she's super cool uh you know he he also has another mentor you you see a little bit in that clip grand torino looks He's he looks like Clint Eastwood and his name is Gran Torino. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he was that little guy, the little old looking guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh man, when Deku is doing his Delaware Detroit smash, I was just like, man, Delaware? Like of all the states. Really, <laughs> really small. Great place to register corporate business addresses, but not the most impressive state. And it wouldn't be a back episode if we didn't talk about contracts at least right. once. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, we have our three points in the book. Wait. That's not the only points we can get today, though. What? Yeah, because it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. Is there an AMV for Evanescence Bring Me to Life to My Hero Academia? Do you think it'll exist, Beck? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It would be very strange if it does not exist. <laughs> well, it doesn't. That's point. Of course, there's so many, <laughs> a huge amount, especially uh, later seasons. And I mean, you saw some of it with the villains, but the villains, they do not shy away from making them like kill, like murderers and monsters. Like they are scary people. And they're and willing to kill very... all the children. Yeah. What's the death count like in this? Like how often do we permalose you know, people? Death count is not super huge, honestly, but because and it honestly makes the deaths matter a lot when they do happen because they do happen, okay. especially in later seasons, like when the fight against the villains starts getting really intense, mm-hmm. like you are going to lose people. And it's but because it wasn't like gratuitous the entire time, it really makes those deaths matter. OK, uh, but all that said, of course, you do have those sad, dark moments. And of course, there are many AMVs to Evanescence Bring Me to Life to My Hero Academia, rounding us out to four points, a Kawhi success, Woo. and a successful uh, round in redo month for Beck. Woohoo! Thanks for coming on. We enjoyed having you. Yeah, this was great. I'm glad that, you know, for living with someone who loves this anime, it never. Uh... <laughs> entered my consciousness so i got especially with how like loud it is with like everyone screaming and crying all the time (laughs) well and i know that you've like gone through some of our back catalogs i was worried i was like ooh, she might have already heard the episode and then when you were like no it's unplayed in my itunes (laughs) yeah yeah haven't made it back that far I think that I think I listened to Demon Slayer because that's a podcast I have listened to or that's an anime that I have seen. And so I listened to that one. But then I was like, My Hero Academia, I've never seen that. So I just skipped right over it. Academia. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, all of that said, thank you again so much for ha- uh, being on. And, th- and I hope you had a good time on the podcast today. But I hope our listeners also had a good time listening. I hope they had a good time, a fun time, uh, you know, kind of fun and quirky time. <laughs> a hot and cool time. <laughs> A hot and cold time, an icy hot the hero time. <laughs> uh, you know, it, Pepsi Man's probably a quirked hero time. Honestly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just uh, just a generally very inspirational time. The but Kool-Aid Man is that, that's his quirk. The Kool-Aid Man's <laughs> quirk is that his blood is Kool-Aid. And he can break through walls <laughs> break as through a walls. glass pitcher and not shatter. He is red ri- red Kool-Aid Unbreakable. But with the sugar in it. <laughs> and the sugar rush uh, hero. And we hope until next time your weight isn't a Kawhi disappointment. I have been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Beck. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawhi Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to the socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 